Welcome to the Colorful Clipboard, where we discuss the building blocks of making dough in childcare. I'm Kate. And I'm Carrie. Welcome back to Colorful Clipboard. Carrie and I are so excited to talk to you this afternoon or this morning or whenever you choose to download and listen to us on your favorite podcast platform. Anyway, today we are going to talk about goal setting. Carrie, I feel like this is something that everybody hears, but nobody truly understands or even remotely gets why they need to do this. I mean, I think that's true, but I also think that there's some people who say, I'm not a, I'm not a goal setting person. But if you say, okay, do you have problems in your life that you'd like to fix? They're like, oh, absolutely. Okay, well, that's goal setting. You just think of it as problem solving, but it's the same thing. Well, you know, goal setting also comes with things like vacation. Um, and, you know, if you're going to the HEB, right, or the grocery store, that's still goal setting because you have to know where you're going and what you're getting when you get there. Yep. Every trip has goals in it. Um, and I write down my goals for every day. Like today, I was supposed to call the carpet cleaner. Did not get that done. I was supposed to get food from HEB. Did get that done. Um, I had some stuff I needed to read, some phone calls I needed to make, some content I needed to create. Ha ha. That's what we're doing right now. Um, all of those were on my to-do list. So they were goals for the day. But sometimes we've got bigger goals than going to so, the grocery so store. So I think of bigger goals as kind of like that roadmap, right? We used the example of going to the grocery store around the corner. But, you know, I think of goal setting on a much larger scale for, for a lot of the times, right? And so that to me is kind of like taking a trip to... Uh, you know, South Carolina and not having a map, you know, yep. not a whole lot of people are going to go on that venture. And even if they do without a map, chances are it's going to take them a little bit longer and it may not be necessarily as fun because they may have missed some really cool opportunity. Yeah. I mean, we used that example in our book that's coming out uh, on October 1st, right? We talked about how business plans, which are just really big goals, are like you decide you want to take a road trip to a place. Well, if you didn't have a map, then you're probably not going to get there very effectively. If you're just like, I'm going to run my business. Okay. <laughs> Is it going to get better? Are you going to increase your revenue? Are you going to get better staff? Like, surely you want to do some stuff along the way of just running my business. Exactly. So a lot of times when you hear people talk about goal setting, read that chapter in our book, listen to our other podcasts, we talk about making goals smart, right? Specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. So Carrie, I thought instead of us talking about, let's pick something that makes sense as a goal for a director, and let's talk through how you would break that down as an actual goal that is smart. Okay, do we wanna do accreditation, uh, enrollment numbers, um, hiring? There's so many options. Well, so so we're, we're, we're rapidly getting to the end of the year. And I know all of you listening are going, it's not even October yet. But, you know, as a director, you've always got to be a couple of months in advance. So let's think about um, how the goal for maybe um, 
Oh, the January enrollment season. Okay. So let's, so again, to make the goal smart, it has to be specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. So what would be a way to make a goal related to January enrollment season specific? I want to add five more enrollments to my three-year-old classroom. Okay. And so um, that is specific, right? It's measurable, right? Because if you've got five, then it's one, two, three, four, five, right? Is it attainable? So have you ever had a month where you've had five new students in one age group before? Uh, I mean, I have. I presume most programs have. Okay. So that would be a question though, right? Do you have, and do you have spots and staff for five? Because what if you have spots because your room's big enough and you don't have the staff if you have all five? Well, then I have to have a sub goal (laughs) that is hire a new assistant for that classroom. So that becomes a sub goal part, you know, and so that means I have to recruit some people onto my team to make my bigger goal of enrolling five new three-year-olds happen. I need to get other people on my team. So, so this is a realistic goal. And so when we start talking about timely, usually I think of a deadline. So if you're talking about the January enrollment period, what would you consider a deadline uh, for this particular goal? By February 15th. Okay, so by February 15th. So Carrie's, if I if I sum this up right, is going to recruit five new three-year-olds in her classroom by February 15th. Yeah. So now it's all of those other pieces, right? So now that you've said it, now what do you do? <laughs> I mean... You know, I know that for a lot of brand new directors, this is the part that they go, okay, so I said it. Now what do I do? So Carrie, what would be the very first thing you would do if your goal is to start recruiting or what maybe even work backwards? What might be something that is another way to know whether or not you're on track to put five new kids in a classroom? Well, I mean, to know that you're on track, you've got to know what your conversion rate is from people coming on a tour, whether a in-person tour or a virtual tour to enrolling. Um, so that's a KPI that I need to have. Um, and then- Okay, so so what's a KPI? Again, for our new um, directors who may not have understood that acronym. Yeah, I usually define them. I'm sorry. KPI is a key performance indicator. So I need to know if I have to tour three people to get one enrollment, if I have to tour six people to get one enrollment, or if I have to tour two to get one enrollment. You need to know that before we go any further because then you need to know how many tours I need to schedule. So then I have to back into that. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. We'll get there. Okay, so Carrie, what for you was an average... Not necessarily your most successful tours or location, but what was an average number of people you had to give tours to to get one enrollment? A little more than one. (laughs) So... So should we go with two or three? Or based on directors we've had in the last few months, what do you hear? I think... I mean, to me, two seems like a good number, but a lot of people have to have three because they're not doing a good enough job at winnowing people down before they come to a tour. Okay, so let's go with three. So if you have to give three tours to get one enrollment and you want five enrollments, you have to do 15 15 tours. tours? Yep. 
Okay, so one of the problems that I know our directors have had in the past, and for those of you who might be new to Colorful Clipboard, Carrie and I have been uh, working with directors for 19 and three quarter years. <laughs> <laughs> with a director credentialing program, but we actually trained directors and ran a substitute service uh, for a few years before that. So we have definitely been around the childcare industry and working with directors. And I know that in our best practices, when we talk about giving tours, we really talk about making sure you've got a script and we talk about conversion rates. But if we're talking about 15 people who have to walk through your facility, how many people do you have to actually schedule to, to come in? Well, it depends on what kind of follow-up you have between when you schedule it and when they show up. If you just schedule it on a Thursday and expect them to show up the next Wednesday, you're going to have to schedule a lot. But if you scheduled them on Thursday, followed up with an email or a text right away, and then contacted them two or three more times in between that Thursday and that Wednesday, then you're going to get a pretty close to 100% show up rate. Okay, so let's just assume it's not 100%. So let's just assume we've got a fairly new director. What if we said 20 on the schedule to get 15 to walk through? Okay. Okay, so just to recap... Our goal is five new enrollments. We feel like to get that, we need to have 15 people tour our facility. To get 15 to tour our facility, we feel we need to have at least 20 people who've made a schedule or who have scheduled to come in to see the tour or to see the facility. Right. Whether that's live okay. or vir in person or virtual. Right. Right. Okay. So we have 20 people. Now, how do we get these people? Where do they come from? And how many people have to call me before I can get 20 people to come see me? That is where all of this falls apart for an awful lot of people. <laughs> is it like, okay, great. I need to have 20 tours. So how am I going to get 20 people to email me or call me or, you know, fill out the tour um, little widget on your website? <sighs> You have to know your clients. And so you have to know where they are so that you can reach people who are like your current clients and get them excited about coming to your program. Well, how many of them do I need to have? Can't I just have 20? <laughs> if you could just have 20, then that would make life a lot easier. But the chances are is that there are a lot of people who have three-year-olds who are not a good fit for your program because your program is a play-based program without any specific affiliation. So it's not Reggio, it's not Waldorf, it's just a we do developmentally appropriate practices and we play with children to help them learn what they need to learn. Well, but some of the parents are like, no, I'm looking for a Reggio program. And other people are like, no, 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 I heard about this Waldorf thing, it sounds really dope, and once you start, you can go all the way through high school school with with Waldorf I love this or they're like no 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 I heard about um how you can have a dual language immersion program and that's what I want I mean there's hundreds of different ways to have a specific 
educational philosophy and there are parents who have educational philosophies for their children or the reason that people enroll in January is because they enrolled somewhere and it didn't work out and so now they're making a change. So you have to be different from those other programs and some people are not going to be a good fit for you. Okay, so... I definitely, obviously, on the phone have to talk to them. But how many people have to call me? Or email you. Or email me. How many people have to inquire for me to get 20 people to show up? I don't know. My guess would be somewhere between three and five people before you get one qualified lead. What I mean, what are your... What are your what? thoughts on you those You mean I numbers? need to have 60 people at least call me just to put five people in my classroom? I mean, I, I think so. I mean, what do you think, Kate, from your experience? It, oh, absolutely, Carrie. I think your numbers are spot on. And that's part of why, um, you know, when we talk about these things, we don't always break them down to all of these numbers. And this is why we're taking a different approach um, this week on talking about goal setting and you know, we want to make sure that you really understand you have to have 60 people who call you. And that's so that's 60 people who actually picked up the phone or emailed or texted somehow reached out to you about your program. So not every program is going to need all 60. But there's a pretty good chance that you need 60 people to inquire for you to fill those five spots, especially because you talked about five spots in a specific classroom, right? So you've, right. you've really narrowed down where they can go. So if this is starting to sound a little overwhelming for you, that is okay. That's what we're here for. You can reach out to us from a coaching standpoint or come October 1st, uh, you can download our book, which is from overwhelmed to... I can do that. I can, I can do this. <laughs> See, I can do this. Um, and, and that was a, a long, long, long-term goal that Carrie and I set. And we won't even talk about how many people had to be involved in that process. And um, well over a dozen. So when you start thinking about needing 60 people to come into your program somehow, and you're probably sitting there scratching your head trying to figure out, well, how am I going to make this happen? Where do I go find them? This is where you get your parents and staff involved and you create a team. So Carrie, what might that look like? I mean, I think um, one of the, you know, we have always suggested having some sort of referral program for your current clients and for your current um, employees. And here's my problem with what a lot of people do with their referral programs is they're like, I'll give you a credit or you'll get a bonus on your paycheck. And that is not nearly as motivating as being handed cash. You got to hand people cash. <laughs> yeah. My favorite client, I had a client, he used to walk around with hundred dollar bills on his clipboard. Yep. When people would come in in the morning and he would ask, especially if he was marketing for a three-year-old classroom, Every day he would ask those parents for names of people who they thought might be interested in the program. And if they gave a name and number and came and got a tour, he'd give them a hundred dollars and he would take pictures um, and he would post, um, you know, and, and really thank the parents. And so he did a great job, but he also used to operate on a credit and the credit was actually a pretty decent credit. It was like a whole month. 
and we switched from a whole month to 100 bucks in cash and that cold hard cash got him more referrals yeah and it was and, a lot cheaper and that doesn't make sense right because the month's worth of tuition is going to be more money in their pocket than a hundred dollar bill or a twenty dollar bill or whatever it is in cold hard cash but it works better um so getting those people enrolled <laughs> Um, and I, by enrolled, I mean getting people who are already uh, working at your center or bringing their children to your center to be part of your marketing team is great. You can give them um, social media posts that they can post on their social media. Make sure that they're sized appropriately for Facebook, for Instagram, for um, uh, TikTok. And I think there also some people still believe in Twitter. I don't believe in Twitter, but other people do. So make sure that you Carrie, create. Carrie doesn't tweet. No, I do not tweet. But make sure that you have like a graphic that says my three-year-old has a great time at ABC childcare and make them in all of those different forms. And everybody who tags you in their post, then they also get some sort of cool thing. Absolutely. And okay, so now I'm sitting here going because, you know, we've already told people we've been doing this for 20 years plus. So you guys can probably figure out that we're definitely over our general target market of mid 20s. So um, who's going to help me make those graphics? So you probably have someone on your staff who is very interested and really loves to play with Canva, which is the free... Um, graphic design software. Um, and by software, I mean, it's a web app. You don't have to have anything downloaded on your computer. You just have to have a computer that has access to the internet. Um, and so you probably have a staff member who's willing to do that. If you don't have a staff member who you can bring into the office for an hour to work on those, you can go to a website like Fiverr and hire someone to do that for you for under 50 bucks. And they'll make it in all the different sizes that you need. And there you go. So you can outsource this completely. It can be somebody who lives in another country, in another time zone. It doesn't matter. Because you're going to tell them, you're going to give them your logo. And they're going to ask your colors. And they're going to ask what you want it to say. That's all they need. You know what? I just love that. So I'm sure most of you have heard Carrie and I talk about monkeys or delegating and all of that stuff. You know what? I realize that you probably are smart enough to figure out how to use that software, but give yourself the mental break, right? It is yep. okay. I am telling you, it is okay to spend 50 bucks or to let another staff person do this. Um, it will be well worth your time. Because you've got more important things to do, like you've got 20 people to tour the building. You have to answer the phone for 60 people. So when I'm answering the phone, I need to make sure that I have a script. I have to make sure that somehow I'm tracking when people are calling, that I'm getting their contact information. So just people calling is not just people calling, okay? You heard Carrie say you got to have the right people. So you probably got to, what, ask some questions, Carrie? Yeah, and you need to ask them, what are they looking for? What hours do they need? Do they want full-time or part-time? Um, what is their educational philosophy if they, you know, give you a blank stare or there's a lot of dead air? And you say, okay, what is most important to you about what your child does during the hours they're here with us? And that'll tell you if they say, well, I just want a place where they're safe and warm and well-fed. Is that 
the highest priority at your school. If they say, I want them to be learning, I want them to be ready for school when school starts. Again, the question is, is that the highest priority of your school? I want them to be having a great time. I want them to be polite. You know, what are the, what are their goals? And do those goals align with your goals in the classrooms? Okay. So we've talked about goals in the classroom. We've talked about our interview. We know we have to have 60 people who call us. We have set our deadline as being February 15th. When do I start marketing? Like there's holidays. Now. Like now. Thanksgiving and like Christmas. Like, now. When are now, people going to Now, call now, me? now, 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 now. <laughs> now. Okay. So you are listening to us in October or right before October. Actually, I think the 29th. So not quite October, right? So you need to be starting all of what we're talking about right now, okay? So it is not you wait till January 1. So part of the reason we're doing this now <laughs> is so that you're not trying to do it in January and that you aren't overwhelmed, okay? We're here to help you. That's what we're here for. And so if you listen to us and you trust us and you do what we tell you to, your program will be successful. And I want you to know that you're going to be doing tours in November and December and those people are not enrolling and you're going to get frustrated. That's because they're touring because they want to make a change in January. So keep those people that tour in November and December and October on a mailing list. Keep in contact with them. Share pictures of your three-year-old classroom doing awesome stuff. If you don't know what kind of awesome stuff to do, listen to, I think it's three episodes back, we had a whole thing about festivals and and parent interactions and, and wowing them. And fall holidays. And we do a, we have a couple of different episodes on Colorful Clipboard about winter holidays. Um, because again, um, if you're not taking advantage of the holiday season and the take-home art or refrigerator art or, or gifts by the kids and making sure that your organization's name, website, phone number aren't on those, then you've got some episodes you need to go listen to. I'll have to look them up. <laughs> Yeah. So Carrie, as we start to wrap up this episode, what are some other things that we need to make sure that we tell the directors who are listening to us today if they want five new people? What is the last nugget you want to share with them? Oh, goodness. Last nugget. Um, communicate early and often about the values of your program and encourage the people who are already invested in your program to do the same. Sounds awesome. So Thank you so much for listening to Colorful Clipboard. Carrie, tell them a little bit about what's happening next week. So next week, the book that Kate and I have been working on for a year, actually more than a year, but a year of consistent effort is coming out. It will be available at bookstores anywhere, or you can buy it on Amazon. And it's called From Overwhelmed to I Can Do This, a guaranteed, oh no, I should have it in front of me, guaranteed success manual for the child care director, I think. But if you do from overwhelmed to I can do this, you will absolutely get it. Um, and it's going to have a discounted price for that first week of October. Um, so you can download it on your Kindle for less than two bucks. Um, not sure yet whether it'll be 99 cents or $1.99. I got to 
finish sorting that out with Amazon, but you can buy it at your local big bookstore. You can buy it off of Amazon and it has so many tips and tricks to make your job as joyful as you want it to be. We don't want you to be overwhelmed. We want you to know that you can absolutely do this job and rock it. Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much. And if you've liked what you've heard, share, tell others, um, buy us a cup of coffee. The link's in our, uh, in in the episode description. And I, I have another thing. If they want an early copy and they want to be part of our launch team, just send us an email at hello at colorful clipboards and we'll give them a free early copy and they can be part of our launch team. Oh, what an awesome deal. All right, sign up, be part of our team. We need you. We love you. Thank you so much for listening and uh, come back next week. We've got more for you. Thank you for listening to Colorful Clipboards. Connect with us on social media at Colorful Clipboard or send us an email to hello at Colorful Clipboards. Send us your voicemail with your own questions and stories. If you want to keep learning with us, visit Texas Director where we continue to have seminars, licensing, programs, and more. This show has been made by me, Carrie Casey, and Kate Young with assistance from Hallie Casey and Marie Young. If you learned something today, share the show.